0: Big Footy Blues! Big Footy Blues!
1: Time ah. to Big Footy Blues!
0: Big Footy Blues! Welcome to the real episode 15 of the 2015 Big Footy Blues Podcast. I'm still ODN and you, apparently, are still listening. There is no (laughs) accounting for taste. Except if you are talking about our delicious panel for tonight. Hello again, Shandog.
2: G'day everyone, how you doing?
1: And getting a mulligan on his second official debut, it's Ace Andy. Thanks, uh, ODN. Great to be on the podcast again.
0: Well, if, if if you actually make it. Uh, get published this yes. week. We'll see. <laughs> this one's going to end up on the floor again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're always on the floor around here. Um, Alright, let's just move straight on to a little bit of blues news. So, a little bit of an informal boys news this week. Um, a little bit, uh, first, I just want to pay mention to Levi Casbolt, who breaks the record for games in the number 41 Guernsey this week when he plays his 47th game, Eclipsing Peter Road. So, well done, Levi. Look, all the news around Carlton, let's face it, uh, aside from what we're doing on the field at the moment, is surrounds who our next coach is going to be. Um some delicious little tidbits coming out during the week. Um Ken Sheldon, who as we know is on our on the panel to decide our new coach, um, was seen talking down at Frio talking to Ross Lyon. Uh Ross Lyon says emphatically, uh it's a bit distasteful to suggest it was about me, it wasn't. Um so the question remains, was it about his assistant Simon Lloyd? So yeah, Simon Lloyd, early early guns, early doors, as rats would say. Um <laughs> He's, uh, he, he seems to be somebody we're quite interested in. Yeah,
2: apparently so. I didn't really, have you guys really heard much about him before? Because I know um, I haven't.
0: Yeah, and he did some, I think he did some work at, uh, Box Hill in the past. He's, uh, he's worked under, he's worked at Hawthorne. He's yeah, obviously former been a former
2: sports psychologist, I think that
0: Sports psychologist? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can always get Nick Dagen back in I'm going to go that way. But, um, but, uh, yeah, so he, he seems to have some of the credentials that we' like uh, the, the deficiencies obviously is that uh, he's, he's got a brother um, <laughs> <laughs> not just any brother <laughs> oh, <he is. laughs> so so he played uh, he played one game for the Carlton reserves way back when, and uh, didn't their, didn't their father play so, also play one game for us or something like that or prodigal son returns that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, but um, have you heard any more talk about any other coaches, or what do we what do we think about the idea?
2: Yeah, look, I I don't know much about this guy, like I said, um, but it, I'm at least pleased that it seems like we're doing the right thing by um, sounding out all the the possible people out there, the, the names that come up are as uh persons of interests. <laughs> we're getting out there and speaking to them, and in this case, you know, hitting up uh, his boss Ross Line about. I'm, I'm assuming the uh, the uh, the meeting was was to talk about his suitability and also sort of, I guess, get a foot in the door with the club about interviewing him officially in the future and things like that. So I just, I think it's good to see that we're, um, we're getting out there and, and doing this properly. Um, no more Messiah complexes as tricky as yep. said, and yeah, just uh, getting on with the job as it should be done.
0: Yeah, well, Ross Lyon says we were there just to sort of find out about coaching structures and things. So just pick us because Ken Sheldon and Ross Lyon are good friends. Uh, I think Ken Sheldon had something to do. He was on the panel even as a former sacked St Kilda coach. He was on the panel to uh, point Ross Lyon to the St Kilda job years ago and um, so they were pretty good mm. friends. Um, and that um, he was potentially picking his brain about, uh, I guess, how a good coaching structure should, should work but you can't help it. You know, you don't think he'd be flying all the way down to Fremantle just for that. You'd have to think that he'd, we'd yeah. be talking to somebody else while we're over there. So. Yeah,
2: he, um, wasn't, he wasn't just asking for advice on how to word the careers.com.au
1: ad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Um, so have they actually um, sought any expressions of interest yet or is it sort of people are going to get tapped on the shoulder to apply or?
2: Yeah, good question. Or, I don't know. What's the go there?
0: I don't know if uh, if people are actually behind the scenes uh, declaring their interest or we're approaching yeah, the yeah. eligible because there's only a certain amount of eligible candidates anyway. Mm-hmm. So we, if we're if we're approaching them saying you're interested, I would imagine some have um, through their managers have actually expressed some interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that we should be uh, we we don't completely want to be chasing people. We'd like some of them to actually show an interest that they are actually interested in the job and prepared to interview for the job and. You know, uh, show how good they are, but unless, I mean, especially for the the assistant coaches who've never done, been a senior coach before, you know, they shouldn't be chased. They should actually be the ones keenly, you know, putting their hand up and waving their hands around, saying, "Pick me." Um, in my view, <laughs> that, yeah. um, I, I'm a little, I got a, I got a couple of concerns. I think I posted on the boards today. Um, one, you know, we're looking at coaches or assistant coaches that have been working under, I guess, ultra defensive minds. So, you know, Ross Lyon assistants or anybody's work, it's a, a Sydney Swans assistant or anything like that. Um, I, I think, I think we showed that Mick Malthouse's uh, ideas to, uh, he became ultra defensive in the end and it was to our detriment. He became so ultra defensive that our offence failed completely. <coughs> um, and, and I, I'm, I'm hoping I really don't want to see us become a, a strangling side who kicks, you know, nine, 10, 11 goals per game and, beats our opponent by two goals and, you know, they're always in the match. I know Fremantle are doing well with it, but... Oh, geez, Even they've become fan, more attacking. <laughs> they have, they have, and they've needed to be to, be, to get into flag, flag favouritism because they needed to fine-tune what they had. So yeah. they've got their defensive capabilities, but they've had to become more attacking to take it to the next level. So, mm. um, you know, I'm hoping we don't go completely that route because the last couple of weeks have been really exhilarating <laughs> compared yeah. to me, considering where we've been. Um, and and also the fact that John Barker has actually done something fantastic for our psyche at the moment. I'm hoping the fact that if he doesn't get the job, just the mere fact that he's expressed interest in the job doesn't mean that he's out of a job completely at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, if you know what I mean, a new coach coming in probably doesn't want somebody there who might be angling for his job. But um, I, I'd like to think with Carlton's newfound philosophy of. Coach being part of the staff and not just somebody who brings his own team and his own philosophies. Uh, Stephen Trigg and the club has said we basically want somebody who's going to come in and, uh, and follow, uh, the way we want them to build the side. So they are still, it's not completely going to be left in the hands of the senior coach. It's going to have input by, from everybody. So that the senior coach isn't living and dying by his own decisions. I don't know if that's going to appeal to a lot of coaches. That's probably going to narrow the field a lot. Um, but. It could mean somebody like John Barker, if he doesn't get the job, is able to sink back into an assistant coaching role somewhere because he obviously gets along with the players, they obviously like him, um, and he's obviously uh, looks like he's he's been a pretty good foot soldier. Now that we've seen him in this role, and we've seen more of him, heard more of him, you know. Um, so I'm hoping that he doesn't get left hung out to dry at the end of it. Do you guys have a preference for who who coaches us next, or well, as long as uh, may the best man win?
1: Um, as long as the best man is somebody that doesn't coach anything like Mick Malthouse, (laughs) um, I'm quite happy. I recall when he was going through his, you know, celebration game, he was being interviewed on television and he mentioned that he'd been speaking to John, I think it was John Kennedy Sr., who had said to him, you know, his philosophy was, well, if we can restrict them to seven goals, you know, we've only got to kick eight to win. And Malthouse said that stayed with him for all his coaching career, and uh, to my way of thinking, that's exactly the reason why we should never have appointed him. So I, I agree, ODM, that uh, hopefully we can find somebody not of that very defensive mindset that will enable the uh, the players to, I guess, play a little more freely. And uh, certainly, I've been surprised with John Barker uh, mainly because he, he didn't get a lot of good press from uh, previous jobs. I think he was at. Hawthorne and perhaps St. Kilda.
2: Sounds about right, I think.
1: As an assistant. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when he, when he came to Carlton, I remember seeing a lot of, you know, they were sort of, seemed to be quite glad to get rid of him and, you know, suggested he was a bit of a dud. And, but, uh, he seems to have, uh, I guess outdone everyone there in terms of you know, what he's been able to do in what, three or four weeks. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Look, I just, we've gone from, um, we were averaging 74.4, 73, 74.4 again, uh, under Malthouse. Um, and post, post his sacking, um, that's gone up to 91, um, 91 points in the time. And, um, it was 112 against, it's come down to 99. So, so, um, that's a, that's a good thing on both ends of the, uh, of the field. Um, okay. Um, let's move on to weekend week.
2: This is the
1: Weekend Week. So,
0: last Sunday afternoon at Eddie Head, Carlton 14-19, 103, defeated Gold Coast 9-15-69. Uh, goals to Carlton, 3 to Casbolt and Everett. Two to Henderson and Armfield. Singles to Menzel, Tui, Yaron and Buckley. Best for Carlton. Bell, Simpson, Murphy, Carazzo, Tui and Yaron. Injuries, Carlton. Uh, Menzel, uh, right knee injury. And Doherty has a minor hamstring. Um, and Nick Holman replaced Troy Menzel in the third quarter. So uh, how did we see the game, guys?
2: It was a uh, really good um from the perspective of the young guys I think so Tom Bell having a fantastic match we had Nick Graham uh backed up his good performance from the last week Patrick Cripps with that that tagging um having to deal with the tag and still coming through having a really good impact on the game it was all really great plus seeing Holman come in as well so I just think it was fantastic that um uh we could we got our nose in front really early and then managed to to to, um, to hold them off really for the rest of the match and showed a bit of steel and resolve when they kept coming back to us. So, yeah, great gamer.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of that hard tag that Patrick Cripps picked up, I mean, that's pretty, it's a pretty good tribute to a young guy to, uh, in his second season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what's he played now? Um, uh, 13, 14, whatever he's played games. Um, and to, to get a hard tag by like that. And And Andrew Rains was reported for striking him, giving him a bit of a tummy tap. Uh, Clearly the got the best title. of him then if he was losing his cool. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, limited talent, you know, usually brings on those sort of things, doesn't it? So, mm. but, uh, you know, still 20 disposals, uh, while copying a hard tag as a young guy. Uh, he, he's not, he, he, his, his input can be stifled a little bit, but I don't think you can tag a player like Cripps out of the game. No. Um, he, he, he's, he's got too big a body. To not be able to get his hands on the ball and he knows and he, and he reads the play too well to actually, you know, we used to see, uh, Juddie Copper hard tag from now, now and then and, uh, and, uh, he'd be limited to you know, 13 possessions or something like that, you know, on a, on a few occasions and some taggers would get the best of him. But, uh, it just, just with Cripps' size, it just seems it might be a little bit harder. He stays involved him. as well.
2: You know, still, yeah. still had, um, uh, equal highest number of tackles for Carlton. Um, he got, you know, got involved with a third man up for hitouts, all that sort of stuff, you know, still got the clearances. How can you stop yeah. it?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seven clearances. Yeah. Uh, six tackles. That's right. Um, and he ended uh, and he copped a, he got a few free kicks given to him too. So, uh, you know, obviously people are, Already the umpires are looking out for him. And, you know, and should have kicked it.
2: three goals too.
0: Yeah, yeah, three behinds and uh, they get him. Well, that, that is one deficiency in his game is he, he, he's better by hand than he is by foot and in, in front of goal. Uh, he has some work to do, as do a lot of our players. Mind you, 14, what I say? 14, 19. That's uh, not very accurate at all. What did we think of Nick Holman when he came in?
1: Uh, I thought he was really good. Um, surprising. Uh, I've not seen him before and, uh, I think it was good to actually come into the game. I think he came on at about three-quarter time, did he?
0: Yeah. Would um, be Jerry, just,
1: you, yeah, yeah. At least he came on during the game where we were actually in control. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a bit, I guess, not great for the confidence if you come into the game and it's sort of your 10 or 12 goals down and you're getting a bit of a hiding. So I think it was a good introduction for him. Yeah, I thought he did very well. Couldn't get over how young he looked. I don't know how <laughs> he looked like he was he about was, twelve. I think he, he
0: was bigger than he was bigger than I thought he was. I do remember him being in the game he played last year. Um, a little bit bigger, and uh, he's growing. He's growing the hair out. Looks a little bit like Fraser Brown <laughs> uh, with, with that going. So another dog in the side is, is always good. Eight disposals, twenty three percent game time. Um, how about yeah. that left
2: foot though? Nailed Yeah, a I know. And that, that's
0: something else I didn't think he, he looked like a real. Uh, a, a, a real running ball carrier, didn't he? Mm. And I always, I always thought he was more of an inside worker. Um, that uh, that completely surprised me.
2: Yeah. So hopefully he can going forward um, really have both both sides to his game, I guess, because that'd be fantastic to have another person who's a bit more versatile.
0: Because he's a
2: pure mid, really. Um, but yeah, having a versatile one like that who can smash blokes inside and then and actually uh, get outside and use the ball well as well is pretty impressive. I was really hoping that um, after the the commentators. Talked up how uh, young he looked. That he just came out and absolutely <laughs> wrecked someone within the thirty first thirty seconds or something. But it didn't quite happen, unfortunately. I thought that yeah. would have be been beautiful.
0: Um, Nick Graham. He goes from strength to strength. His best game for Carlton: twenty four disposals, um, nine contested possessions, eighty three percent efficiency. Um, yeah, seven inside fifties. He was really working hard, and um, he, he looked. He's looking good.
1: I just can't understand what Mick Malthouse is thinking about not playing the guy. It's just he looks like he's a natural to me for the <laughs> for the first 22. And everything he's done, everything I've seen, if you do, I thought, you know, you, you can't keep the guy out of the side. But obviously uh, Mick had a different view and uh, played him very sparingly. I'd
2: love to know what his reasoning was behind it. Yeah, I did hear something to suggest
1: he had some... He had some deficiencies. He was told he had to work on. I'm not sure what they were, but uh...
2: seems to have come good <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, look some some massive numbers on the side. Chris Aaron, 25 disposals. Um, yeah, Matt Mark Murphy again, one of our best, 32. Um, Cruiser, 19 disposals for a big man. Actually, Cat, Cruiser and Wood both got. Yeah, disposals. Cruiser and Wood. That was great. great. We um, but uh, Zach Tui. Oh, he's epic. Playing in his role. 20, 27 disposals, 80, 81% efficiency, seven marks. Uh, he kicked one of his trademark running goals. This time it was a, it was a, the old one, two running to the forward 50 and, and, uh, and, you know, put it through the middle and sort of lifted the team again. Yeah, um, he's, he, he's back to his best form and, um, he's having a good year.
2: He is. Well, I, I've, I've got one best, minor knock like, on him.
0: What's that? Oh.
1: Too
2: many tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think oh. I think if he could if he could average a couple more tackles a game, he would be the complete half back flanker, you know? Um, yeah. I think he's he's just been missing that little bit. He's been putting a lot of defensive pressure on, which is good, but to actually nail a few tackles, um, win a couple of holding the ball freeze maybe every game, then that'd just be like fantastic, he'd be he'd be leading B and F type stuff, you know. But um, his ball use was excellent, and that's what we really want from him. So that's great to see.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. it was his best game in eighteen months, really. It's, yeah, uh, good to see. Just on that, our uh, half our rebounding halfback
0: back flankers, uh, in general, don't rack up a lot of tackles, you know. Yeah, really. Uh, Yaron had one. Uh, so until he had two, uh, Docky had one. Uh, Buckley had. Uh, None. None. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I don't know who's doing the tackling back there, but, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, you've obviously got your, 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 I mean, well, probably, probably your midfielders are coming back. So that's where your Nick Grahams and your Tommy Bells are coming back and, and, uh, and helping out while the other guys actually provide the run off those contests. So I guess because, uh, it's very strange that there's not a lot of tackling going on in that back line. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's, it's all the mids that are doing it really. I mean, even Simon White had one tackle. He's the third tall defender sort of thing, you know well, second tall at the moment, but yeah that's um that's something interesting i think if they if they can really improve that, and that's maybe why we're down on tackles compared to a lot of other um, teams, you know statistically we're just not getting them in the back line um as well as or as much as them because our midfielders tackle all the time, yeah
1: how many tackles did Roe have? Three. Yeah, yeah.
2: he was, yeah. He was probably, yeah. the, of the defenders, he had the
0: most, I'd say. Well, look, the big thing for me, uh, we know Gold Coast are uh, more of a running side than a than a contested side. Uh, well, maybe not true. They used to be a pretty good clearance side a year or two back. But, mm. but, but we, we know with the all the injuries they've had, they've been more trying to use their leg speak to get outside people. And well, that was one concern going in because we didn't select a lot of runners and we selected some more inside players. We... Um, Absolutely smashed them in the disposal count, 130 more disposals, but um, it was a hundred more uncontested possessions.
2: Yeah, huge, isn't it? The Gold Coast.
0: Mm. And when, when was the last time Carlton did something like that? I mean, that's where we get smashed consistently by teams. Mm. Um, so you know, statistically, we really dominated that match. So it's it's you know, well, it is a beautiful thing. It,
2: it might be oversimplifying it, but it just seems to me like. We're not winning the clearance by um, Carazzo or Robinson or someone like that just throwing the ball on the boot and turning it over 35 metres away. We're actually yeah. working it out of the stoppage, and that's where we're getting a lot of these possessions. The, they start, you know, those chains of uncontested possession.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah, because, <laughs> you, because when you when you get your likes of Patrick Cripps in there, absolutely beasting it in the middle, and mm. get out, getting a ball out to somebody in a in an advantageous position. Yeah. Just what he does. He doesn't give it. He, he very rarely gives it to players that are under the pump. Mm. He gives it to somebody they've got. To, they've got a split second to make a decision, and then, and then instead of the likes of uh, Murphy or Gibbs if he was in the side, but instead of the likes of those guys actually trying to get go in and get in as the experienced midfielders trying to get um, the, that first hands on the ball, they're getting second hands on the ball and they use users. So we're not, we're not relying on, as you said, you know, something the ball gets out to Carazzo, who's just going to pump it up in the air, or Robins is going to pump it up in the air because when the, all those guys who get the second hands on the ball, are usually the ones that clear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, it's, it's, we seem to have that midfield structure right. Or, or even, you know, Nick Graham, he, he seems to be a beautiful summer, summer upper of the play and, uh, and, and where the ball's going and getting it to dangerous spots. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm really buoyed by that because a lot of things that used to have us hands on our head, sort of just <laughs> exasperation, have changed around the club. So, um, yeah, what a difference a few weeks makes.
1: The uh, the one thing that I was a little perplexed by and found hard to understand was the the one finger et tap. Gold celebration. What is it's, that about? It's been going on for weeks. <laughs> and,
0: and look, yep. honestly, Dre, 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 it's toxic, mate. Yes. You spread it to the other guys. <laughs> it, it is, it is complete wankery at its finest.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's, uh, look, let's, let's, let me not say anything that's politically incorrect here. Um, but, um, You know, hand in your man cards, for God's sake. Yes,
1: it's a bit, um, yes. Well, I mean, it's already, I,
0: know, I noticed some of the football shows on Foxville have actually mentioned it a couple of times as well. And, uh, they're not fans. Nobody's a fan of it. Stop it. What is this? Stop. Stop. You're not, you're not bloody hopawati. Stop it. (laughs) Get your fingers out of there. All right. Let's just, let's move away from that game. Good win. Uh, two in a row. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened before this year. And we don't, we don't get to celebrate. We don't get to have a a stress free couple of weeks ever. (laughs) So it's been good. Talk. So, Saturday night, 7.20pm at Etihad, Carlton take on the 8th-placed Western Bulldogs. Inns for Carlton, Jamison and the Bananas and Pyjamas, Blaine 1 and Blaine 2, <laughs> Oak Horse and Johnson. Um, out, Carrazzo with a toe. Well, he's got 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh come men, on. Hey, sorry. Benzo <laughs> <laughs> with a knee and and bit this
2: Pull yourself together, man.
0: Oh, dog, <laughs> oh, dog, don't leave me.
2: Oh, it is very disappointing, it, though, isn't
0: it? It is disappointing. He's a, he's a rock. Um, the <laughs> rock and uh look, um yeah, look, it just it gives up a Play as an opportunity, as I said, um, you know, uh, John, Blaine Johnson's been elevated from the rookie list and uh, Blaine Bocorce finally gets another go, so um, that's good. Um, I note that two former Bulldogs, Liam Jones and Jason Tussay, are in our emergencies. Are we playing mind games there? I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, we're we trying to mess with the Bulldogs, surely. It we?
2: must be. Surely that's just a troll.
0: <laughs> I mean, Liam Jones, yes, he did kick six in the VFL against Wishes Hats last week. Um, <laughs> um, and, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. Tom Boyd's out for the Bulldogs.
2: Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't know that was coming. He's out. He's oh, out. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I, I was sort of looking at the, at the talls, we obviously bring in, bring Jamison in the side and the fact that they've lost Boyd. I'm sort of trying to compare and Bulldogs are very big on having mobile calls anyway.
2: Yeah, they are. And, and uh, there's also, uh, I noticed before we started uh, recording, some, there was tweets sent out that um, say that Sam Rowe is in doubt for the match still as well, which would make it very interesting because that would leave um, Jamison and White as our defenders with, I guess, we could bring um, Henderson as a as a swingman down there if we needed to. But I don't think we can cover all of the Bulldogs' tall forwards because they've got a few of them. Um, with just two genuine key tall defenders, we'd need three.
0: But they, they really don't have much, Shandong. They really don't. Well, if you've
2: They'd
0: got, put, you've got, um, Redpath. Yeah, Redpath, one, a one game player, 194 centimeter, one game power forward. Uh, Jordan Roughhead, he'll probably be, uh, relieving in the ruck, I guess, because, uh, uh, I, I don't there's no backup to Minson there. Um, well, that's it. I mean, you've got Hamling and Roberts, who are four games and fifteen games in defence, so they can switch. But not a lot of experience. Not overly tall. Um, Jake Stringer is obviously going to be one of their main forwards,
2: and yeah. Jared Grant as well.
0: Jared Grant is, yeah, is yeah. a one ninety plus as well. But he doesn't. He doesn't play that tall. Mm, I guess he's yeah. More of, he's more of a running forward. He doesn't. He's not really. He's a bit of a pinch hitter, maybe. I mean, so if you look at your genuine talls. Uh, Redpath, Roughhead, Hamling, Roberts, uh, and, and in the ruck. And then you've got your part-time pot-talls, um, who can play tall or short, I guess. Stringer, uh, Eastern Wood, who's only about 186 centimetres, but he plays very tall. Dale Morris, same, um, and, and, uh, and Grant. Um, compared to Carlton, we've got our genuine tools, Cruiser, Wood, Jemison, Rowe, Henderson, and Casbold. There's, there's, so we've got one extra genuine tall there, and we've got the, the part-time talls, White and Everett. So, I sort of thought we may be a little bit um, top heavy, mm. but we don't have the uh, the amount of mobile players who play tall uh, the same amount that they do. So it's it's quite interesting. But um, obviously Jake String is the, the, the next best thing. Um, what do they call The package. Got a package, apparently. I can I can see Simon White matching up on him, but who do we see as the the other matchups?
2: Yeah, see, that's a tough one because I, I thought. Um... There's been calls for Jamison to play on Stringer as well, which uh, I think you might have said that at the end I'm not sure' Cause, I mean no i it, thought
0: I thought white uh, yeah. I think I think Harker might be a oh uh,
2: yeah sure Stringer. so yeah, it's a difficult one because um white and Tui are. Both just that little bit shorter than, than those guys that we're talking about. But, you know, as you said, perhaps those, they're, they're more mature bodies than, than some of those other blokes. And that'll make up for it, I guess. Um, we'll probably just see them all rotate around on each other a fair bit. I guess whoever's not working, um, switches around. We'll have, um, if they've got Redpath as a, um, uh, uh, basically Redpath and Minson doing the, the cruiser wood thing, then they'll probably just follow each other around.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, we've got, we've got them for as far as experience falls, but we know they're a fleet of foot side and we know they're going to, uh, get, get a third man up. You know, the likes of Eastern Woods going to be going up all the time, um, being, being floating across the front of packs and, and whatnot. Um, and when that ball hits the ground, they're going to whisk it away quick, smart. So we're really going to have to hold our marks. Um, you know, I think Casbolt and Henderson do have the advantage over their opponents over, um, Hamlin yep. And, yep. Uh, and, oh, sorry, over, uh, God, I don't know who's going to be up there. Roberts and, uh, and Hamling, yeah. Mm. Um, um, definitely got the advantage. So, so they're going to rely heavily on, uh, on Warden Morrison and, and giving him a job out.
1: I'm actually looking forward to this game. I think it could be a really high quality game. Uh, certainly the way the Bulldogs have, they've been a bit up and down, but w- when they're on, they're a very good side to watch. And, uh, I have a feeling it, it could end up a, a bit of a shootout, really. Um, could which, do, yeah. I don't think would be bad to watch, to be honest. No. Uh, um, I, I think we're more than a fair chance on Saturday night. I, I think Bulldogs would still be favourite. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see perhaps uh, Levi doing very well this week. Uh, I sort of felt that he was sort of nearly coming back the last couple of weeks, which has been really good. And, uh, yeah, if we can get the ball up to him, well, I think, uh, he could be in for a big night, which would be great.
2: Yeah, I agree. He's been, he's definitely been solid the last few weeks. I think, yes. I think he's just, a, a you know, four or five lace out passes away from, from kicking a bag of goals, mm. you know. Yeah.
0: Statistically, um, there's not too much between the sides, uh, aside from their for and against and ladder position, obviously. Uh, disposals were dead even. Clearances plus two to us, uh, inside 50s plus six to them. They're plus five contested possessions, but, uh, we know we're sort of right up the top up, up there as well. They're they a fair bit ahead in tackles, but that's something we were we've now addressed and we're on our way up in. Um, and hitouts are fairly even, free kicks fairly even, so not a not an awful lot there. Um, it's going to be a massive battle of the midfields, and and I think uh the key man this week is going to be Andreas Everett. Um, uh, not so much for the goals he provides for us, but because I. I expect that he's the ideal matchup for Eastern Wood and Everett sometimes, um, can drop off in his intensity. And I think he's going to have to be creating a lot of contests and he's going to watch it. We we'll have to watch it and use his pace when the ball hits the ground because, um, Bulldog's getting an awful lot of drive from Wood. Um, so I think it's almost, even though he's an attacking weapon, he's going to have to do his fair share of negating this week from, uh, you know, from half or
1: yeah, I think he's been playing well in patches. I guess the knock on him is that sometimes the he does tend to go missing a bit in games. Mm. He seems to be one of those players that seems to flash in and out of the game more than will play a consistent game, and sometimes that'll mean that his opponent on the day will you know will get a fair bit of latitude and. Uh, That'll, that'll look really bad for him, but uh, yeah, that just seems to be the way he plays. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I think yep. it's to do with the way that the team plays. Actually, he's, he's such an yeah. outside player that if we're not winning the ball and yeah, using it properly, if, then yeah, he just yeah, fades if, out. If
1: yes, he, he he's not a guy that's going to sort of win his own ball. Go in and under after his own ball. He's going to be more that he's that third guy in the chain sort of thing. Yeah. And,
0: yep. Um, It'd be interesting if Rowe is out. Um, whether we do bring Jones into the side or whether we go with another runner. Um, Jones but, to send half uh, back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. But then, but then again, um, Cameron Woods also named on the on the bench. Oh yeah, maybe you know. sub.
2: Maybe he gets the sub. Mm, is he?
0: Yeah, potentially. There's a there's. Potentially there, you bring in a bring in another tall, and, and Cameron Wood gets a gets a rest since Bulldogs don't have a second ruck as such. They have a mm. you know the the, the part timer, probably you know probably Jordan Ruffhead and shuffling this side around. Um, so um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether we just feel we might be a tad slow uh, with those with those players in.
2: Mm. But, um, yeah, really, it's a tough one so, this week to uh, to,
0: to pick a side. I think. Are you going to pick a side?
2: Oh, a winner! You talking? We're talking a winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. Pff, that's easy. Ten goals, Carlton. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do his not here. I got to do his thing. No, I think we're actually. Um, I, don't, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know who's going to come away the winner here. I think it's. Um, I'll be posting a little bit on the, the Bulldogs um, pre-game thread, and, and my thoughts on there was basically whoever wins the midfield battle um, and gets clear pos- or the most clear possession into their forward 50 is probably going to win this game because I think both forward lines are kind of dangerous. Ours for the big marking and theirs for the skills on the ground and and the speed of some of their outside runners in and around the 50. So whoever gets their way around the middle of the ground and can put the ball into the forward 50 how they want is probably going to get the chocolates.
1: Uh, Hey, Sandy? Yeah, I tend to agree with uh, Shandog there. I think it'll be perhaps a a battle of uh, the forwards, really, and whoever can get the best delivery. Uh, Certainly the Bulldogs... Earlier in the year, were playing a very good brand of football. A lot of sort of coast to coast, very quick movement, and they were just blowing teams off off the park. Mm. So um, they can be a little inconsistent. You know, um, I think. They beat Sydney up in Sydney. I think it was up in Sydney by, you know, a goal or so. And, um, they had another couple of good wins. But yeah, when they're not quite on song, um, they tend to be a little vulnerable. And, um, I think we're, mm. we're some chance of getting three in a row. I'd like to think we could. Uh, but I, I think in the end, it'll probably be quite a close game. Um, and it might be a very high scoring game. So I'm certainly looking forward to it. Um, I'll be interested to see. Also, how many people are there? I think it's at Etihad, isn't it? Yes. Uh, well, we improved Saturday
0: our crowd night. to, what, 30,000 30, 30, against the Gold Coast oh, yeah, was 30, good effort.
1: 31 or 32 with Gold Coast. So, I, I would have to imagine Bulldogs, well, I would have to imagine you might get 40 there. Yeah, and, uh, that'd be a good 40. I reckon it'd be a good number. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, I don't know. Dare we dream, three in a row. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> how long has it been? Does anyone know? <laughs> uh, Oh, it'd have to be 2011 or something. I'd imagine. <laughs> Let, let's yeah, not delve
2: back into that, just in case it's yeah. longer than, than we really thought. And makes <laughs> no, us it's sad. not.
0: It's not that long. I did. I did have a look back at it, and I, I think it might have been uh, uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. But, um, we we made sort of quasi made the finals that year, so we did. A, we do get a run on at times. But um, yeah, no, it it'll be nice. Um, I'm a bit concerned about some of the players we don't have available. Um but I don't know why I'm so concerned because really it's the young guys that are leading the way from it for us. Mm. So they're the ones that are that are making it all happen. So when we start talking about best twenty two players unavailable, um we've probably got to look at uh, whether those players really are best twenty two anymore.
2: Fair <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yeah.
0: yeah. Um so Carlton to win. Don't care what the margin is. <laughs> uh, You've got to have faith in their, in their attitude. I do think they dropped off a little bit of intensity early. And in the, the difference between, and I think I read this, uh, the difference between the first quarter against Gold Coast, we completely dropped off intensity and in, uh, ordinarily through the rest of the year. Once you start playing like that, we play like that pretty much the whole match. Yeah, we, we find it very hard to get our intensity back that quickly or unless the game's already over and we're way behind. Mm. Uh, but uh, Barker was able to adjust things mid-match and actually get them up again. Get them up and going. So, um, that's another feather in his cap. So, um, I'm, I'm confident that, I mean, the players are very confident. Uh, I kind of hope Sam Rowe doesn't miss because I think he's a real leader out there and he's, he's one that's sort of, uh, cheerleading the rest of the team on at times. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's pretty infectious because he's got a real will to win. So hopefully, uh, we line up as, um, as announced and, uh, we will, we will win. I like
2: it. You're the know, anyone out of us three who's actually <laughs> definitively said that. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> normally uh normally you sit on the fence a bit more, I think,
0: don't you? Uh it's not like I've got a guillotine over my head if I'm wrong, <laughs> is it? So Word <laughs> words are cheap, so um, yeah. <laughs> I've got uh I've got fifty five thousand posts on Bigfooty to prove that. Um, <laughs> alright I'll leave it there been a good night night, folks Uh, thank you Ace Andy for coming in and I really hope uh, that you you make it the air this time mate
1: Uh, thanks ADN and look a big shout out to all the Canberra posters of which I only know Blue Street but
0: (laughs) (laughs) alright big shout out to Blue Street good Um, and uh, thank you Shandong no worries thank you guys thank you to everybody out there we'll see you next week go blue baggers We'll be right back. back.